and Masala 98.7 FM. Our studio number 281-277-6874. Well, well, that was nice to have uh, back-to-back shows. I mean, this yeah. is uh, unplugged to to replugged. <laughs> That's right. This is uh, Jawahar once again, and with Sanchali, and joined in by Pramod. Pramod, nice to have you back here. Yes, it's nice to be back, and uh, I really enjoyed the show on Calcutta. Uh, the only thing was, uh, you guys missed two institutions of uh, Calcutta. What was that? College. No. <laughs> Eden Gardens and Saurabh Ganguly. I meant to mention Eden Gardens and I thought of it and okay. the, the hour just flew by too fast. So t- tell us about but Eden Gardens. It what? used to be the largest Indian stadium until the Motera Stadium got right. built in Ahmedabad. But it's still a ma- uh, But even major the Salt Lake Stadium is bigger than Eden Gardens Achha. now. And Salt Lake Stadium is more for soccer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there are more soccer fans in uh, Kolkata than, than anywhere else. So Eden Gardens, what was the other one? Uh, Saurav Ganguly, he's the uh, Indian cricket oh, captain. Oh yes, from of course, of <coughs> course. Sports personality. Yeah, so and course. he's the president of the BCCI. BCCI yeah. So he's still an important person. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, Pramod, uh, thank goodness that you are back here and you tested negative. Yes. For all the COVID-related stuff, but that's right. But it was quite a tense situation for more than uh, a week mm-hmm. because we were exposed to someone who had later tested positive. And uh, so, uh, you know, we didn't know what would happen. In my near circles also, there are too many people who have tested positive. So people are going and getting tested left, right and center. I hate it when people expose themselves. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, how much can you protect yourself? There's only... They oh expose God. us. So <laughs> <laughs> of course, but there's naughty mind. I didn't even catch it until now. <laughs> okay, anyway. We get uh, exposed unintentionally. <laughs> <laughs> well, talking about uh, tests, um, the Gujarati Samaj of Houston is, uh, wants everyone to know that if they are offering rapid free COVID tests at the GSH event center at 9550 on West Belford. Uh, and it's every day till uh, from 9 to 4 p.m. Uh, till the 31st of January. And the big thing is there are no big lines. Oh. So there, this is great. Free COVID, rap- rapid COVID tests at the Gujarati, the GSH event center, there's a big board that says GSH. Right, right. Which n- is right uh, before the India it's, Culture. It's at India the House. Yeah, on West yeah. Belfort. Yeah, yeah. 9550 West Belfort. No big lines till the 31st of January, 9 to 4 p.m. So uh, be sure uh, to go there. The crossing thing is the Sam Houston Belt. Right, exactly. So Pramod, since you just got tested, did you have to pay any money? I thought all COVID tests are free. Uh, they are. Uh, you just had to provide insurance if you have it. And there are two types of tests, the rapid test and that the, the GSH is giving. and But I took the PCR, PCR. test, uh, which was available from CVS. Uh, we had to get an appointment, and it was the third day from when we started looking for it. And but you, there were no lines. And you got the results after? Uh, two Tw- days after. Two right, days but after. it's more... Uh, They're saying if you're exposed, you should wait how many days before you go? Five, five days, days before you go and get yeah, tested. Yeah, but but the, the PCR test is more reliable. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And the, so, the rapid test is not. But right, so we wanted to make sure that we got the PCR test. Yeah. 
So, Sanchali, you want to tell everyone uh, about the lineup? The lineup, sure. So, as you all know, you all are listening to Indo American News Radio, and you can get us, uh, you're probably listening to 98.7 FM, and you can also listen to us on the Masala Radio app. By Monday, you can hear the recorded show on podcast, which is uploaded on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Breaker. So please do subscribe to our free podcast channel and click to listen. After uh, after decades of struggle, um, LBGTQ and transgender people have finally gained acceptance in the U.S. and many parts of the world. It's a massive revolution in in accepting the sexual identity that a person feels comfortable with. Today at 4.20 p.m., Hassan Martin Set talks about his voyage and how his friends and family have dealt with his transition from female to male. I'm looking forward to talking to him. Uh, next, there are many indications that a warming climate is wreaking havoc in many places across the globe. Massive fires, heavy floods, snowfalls, abnormal temperatures, droughts, fierce hurricanes have, became, have become common occurrences. Gautam Swami will be uh, joining us at 4.50 p.m. He's an expert in renewable energy and he will help us connect the dots on climate change. Our regular Mumbai correspondent Avinash Gavai will be calling in live at 5.20 p.m. which is 4 a.m. local time for him. And he will be telling us what's new and exciting in um, his uh, city Mumbai uh, after the new year. Also, stay tuned in for news roundup, views, sports, and movie reviews. To be featured on our show or to advertise, please contact us at 713-789-6397 or at IndoAmericanNews at Yahoo.com. And here's Promote. Uh, with promote, the news. before you come on, I just uh, was informed by the GSH event people that they are offering not only the rapid Oh, okay. F- uh, test. Also fr- the PCR. Uh, f- they're also doing the PCR test, and both of them are free. Oh, that's good. Wonderful. So you should be able to get there. No big lines. So if you're looking for it, until the 31st of January, 9 to 4 p.m. Okay, wonderful. That's great news. Live from Indo-American News Radio, this is Pramod Kulkarni with the latest news from Houston, the United States, India, and around the world. The United States has become the leading hotspot for the COVID-19 pandemic and all its variations. If you look at the COVID infection map, the only light areas are the states of Maine and Idaho. On Friday, the U.S. experienced 648,211 daily infections, an increase of 228% in the 14-day average. The daily death toll remained relatively low at 1,500. Similarly, the inflection rate is climbing towards a new peak in India as well. On Friday, there were 72,400 infections and 282 deaths reported in India. The Supreme Court will hear on Friday legal arguments for and against the Biden administration's vaccine mandates for workplaces with more than 100 employees. Ironically, two of the lawyers arguing against the mandate have tested positive for COVID and will be making their arguments remotely. In a remarkable speech on the anniversary of the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol, on Thursday, 
President Joe Biden laid the blame for the insurrection clearly and emphatically at the feet of Donald Trump. The only prominent Republican leaders attending the anniversary were former Vice President Dick Cheney and his daughter, U.S. Representative Liz Cheney. Thus far, 64 Texans have been charged for their roles in the Capitol riot. In other news, India will be holding state assembly elections through seven phases in February. These elections will take place in five states starting February 10th. The states are Uttar Pradesh, Punjab, Uttarakhand, Manipur, and Goa. The results will be announced for all the states on March 10th. The Election Commission has declared that polling booths will be fully equipped with masks and sanitizers. To avoid large gatherings, the EC has also stated that no road shows, padyatras, or cycle rallies will be allowed for the time being, and no victory processions will be allowed after the results are announced. Here in Houston, Harris County Judge Lena Hidalgo expressed her satisfaction after the State Court of Appeals upheld the county's ability to impose mask mandates. Hidalgo added that the county is at the cusp of reaching the level one threat level, rising from orange to red. During the first week of 2022, uh, health workers in Harris County administered more than 45,000 COVID-19 tests. New sites have been opened throughout the region to test 35,000 people every day. The mega sites include the former Dave and Buster's location near the Galleria and the Kingwood Community Center. In Fort Bend County, a mega site has been opened at the Brazos River Park in Sugarland to test 1,500 people er every day. People around the world are mourning the loss of actor Sidney Poitier last Thursday at the age of 94. Poitier was born in Miami of parents who were visiting from the Bahamas. He is remembered for his roles in iconic movies such as Guess Who is Coming to Dinner and In the Heat of the Night. The sports news this week is mostly one of losses. The Indian cricket team will play the third and final test match against South Africa starting Tuesday at 2.30 p.m. 2.30 a.m. rather. I saw AM and I thought that doesn't sound right. It's <laughs> so it is 2.30 AM after losing the second test match due to the heroics of South Africa's captain Dean Elgar and his second innings score of 96 not out. The Houston Texans will be playing their final game of the season tomorrow against the Tennessee Titans. A Titan will a Titan win rather will assure them the number one seed and home field advantage in the AFC and the Texans will be playing as spoilers to salvage their four and twelve season. Meanwhile the Houston Rockets displayed no defense in the loss to the Dallas Mavericks with a score of 130 to 106. Finally this afternoon the Cypher ISD teacher has been charged after her 13-year-old son was found in the trunk of her car at a COVID testing site. The teacher, Sarah Beam, was discovered uh, when a witness reported hearing something in her trunk. When Beam unlatched the trunk, the boy was found lying down inside. Apparently, the boy had tested positive earlier and the mother didn't want to get exposed. That's all the news for now. More news, views, discussions, and music 
as we continue with the Indo-American News talk show. That sounds like dumb so, and dumber, you know. So much for the exposure, Jawahar. So that sounds like dumb and dumber. I mean, yeah, putting the kid in the back is. of the trunk, what the heck? Well, she didn't want to be exposed, remember? You just said it. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about dumb, there's another dumb story that I got to follow up on this. This okay. happened in Granbury, which is just... Uh, it's a suburb. It's uh, a, a suburban area in Texas. So this woman, she was seriously injured when her one-year-old child accidentally shot her and an infant in a Granbury parking lot uh, this past Wednesday. Oh my, that's very tragic. Okay, the shooting happened around 11:25 a.m. What is uh, well, I guess it's a Wednesday outside of Walmart, south of Fort Worth. The children's 23-year-old mother was standing outside the driver's side door and their 26-year-old father was standing behind the truck when the one-year-old picked up a, a handgun concealed between oh, the no. seat no, no. and the center console. Mm. The gun fired once and the bullet went through the three-month-old baby <sighs> oh. before oh, going through the mother's arm and into the side of her chest. The mother was flown to a hospital in Fort Worth the baby's injury was not really life-threatening. Can you imagine people that are so dumb to be carrying a, a, yeah. a handgun, a loaded handgun, <laughs> where little kids are? That's Texas for you, anyway. That's not just Texas. That's apparently all, all over, over the, the U.S. Yeah. All over the U.S. There's a lot of dumb and dumber people. And by the, the way, I think the Supreme Court is also looking at healthcare workers about the vaccination. Yeah, in, yeah. In, in addition in to the arguments employers that they have, who have more than 100. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So I'm hoping really that the healthcare workers at least get vaccinated. You Talk know. about I think the Supreme Court, uh, the, even the conservative judges thought that the health workers should be. Yes, yes. Uh, but it's uh, quite an irony that, you know, two of the people who are vo who are voting against it have come down with COVID themselves. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but, you know, of course, you know, this uh, the January 6th anniversary of the insurrection at the Capitol oh. has been talked about left and right and middle yeah. and... and and there's a lot going on there. But talk about another dumb person, our, our, our junior senator from Texas. Yes, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. Yes. Ted can Cruz Tex. Tex. <laughs> okay. The, he, had, he made a comment that he was scolded about uh, by the Fox News host, Tucker Carlson, of all people. Tucker Carlson said, what the hell is going on here? Because Cruz said that... Um, he objected to uh, uh, what he, okay. the Capitol riot. Right. On the anniversary of the Capitol riot, uh, uh, the conservative com commentators are accusing Texas Republicans, uh, uh, the Texas Republican, uh, uh, about caving into the Democrats after he called the events of January 6th a violent terrorist attack. Yes. And of course, Fox News said, well, you can't say that. Then and there's a there's a nice little there's a nice little cartoon in the Houston Chronicle about uh -huh. uh, Carlson uh, <laughs> so beating up on uh, Cruz. Yeah, Cruz actually spoke the truth for the first time. <laughs> it's for the about first time, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. we really know where he wants to go, don't we? But anyway, uh, this is Indo American news, folks. We are here attacking people left and right but but then uh, that's not the real reason we are here right you just of ex course. expressing ourselves expressing <laughs> ourselves uh, we're going to be joined by our first guest who we're very pleased to have with us uh, he just walked in the door a little while ago out from the rain 
And uh, um, Hassan Seth is somebody who is just, we're, we're dying to find out yeah, more about him. Yeah, we're very excited to have you yeah, on the show. Yeah, really. And so don't go away. We're going to be talking about that uh, right now. We're going to go to a commercial break. And uh, then... We'll be seeing you shortly right after the break. So stay tuned, everyone. Pramod. Yeah, uh, I think we're getting a call, so uh, we're busy with that. And then we'll be going to commercial break as well. Yes, and we have Hassan Set over here with us. Uh, Hassan Martin Set. So yeah. we'll be talking to him shortly. So please stay tuned, everyone. Thank you. 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. Willie Nanayakra and Associates Attorneys and Counselors at Law specializes in immigration over 35 years of experience. New reforms are coming to the old immigration system. Now is the time to get all your immigration questions answered. Attorney George Willie offers free initial one-on-one -on -one consultation every Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on Masala Radio 98.7 FM. Willie Nanayakra and Associates Attorney 14141 Southwest Freeway Visit GWRPC.com. Call 281-265-2522. This is Divendu Singh from New York Life. Wishing you a very happy new year. Being good at life means preparing for a strong financial future for either business or family. New York Life can help you. Call Divendu Singh, your local agent and financial service professional at 812-272-2911 for life insurance, retirement planning, college education funding, estate planning, business solution or investment strategies. He will guide you and educate you. Call him 812-272-2911 or visit dsingnyl.com and set appointment to get free education and guidance. Receive your financial picture and more. Divendu Singh is licensed agent with New York Life Company and a registered representative of New York Life Security, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC, a licensed insurance agency and New York Life Company, 3200 Southwest Freeway, Suite 1900, Houston. Hi, this is Mike Khan, candidate for state rep, District 76. Primary is March 1st. Early voting starts February 14th. Very important, you must ask for Republican ballot and vote for Mike Khan, state rep, District 76. Visit KhanForTexas.com, 281-713-5426. God bless Texas. The only South Asian news radio in Texas. Indo-American Indo News Radio. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Our studio number, 281-277-6874. Welcome listeners, uh, thank you for joining us. I'm very pleased to welcome Hassan Martin Set. He's a Texas-raised, <coughs> mixed-race, transgender man. His father was born in India and his mother was born in Tennessee. Half Punjabi and half Southern. That's quite a combination. Yep. <laughs> and fully proud of his heritage. Hassan is a young entrepreneur and consultant who started his real estate investment and vacation rental management company in the summer of 2021, just before his 27th birthday. Hassan look, is looking forward to sharing his story openly. 
building knowledge and resources for his allies, bringing communities together and assisting in elevating the LGBTQA plus community, especially the transgender community in India and throughout the world by starting his own nonprofit. Welcome, Hassan. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Right. Yeah. Well, we are very happy that pleased you... Pleased to have you with us. Yeah, very pleased and, and very pleased that you're sharing your story. Yes, yes. I'm very, very happy to share my story. I've been one of the very lucky members of the transgender community to have such familial support and support from my friends. So I, I'm really happy that we're discussing this. And thank you for sharing your platform um, because it, it's such an important topic in this day and age. Right. So, so let's talk about some of the key words, the verbiage. Uh, what, what, trans man, trans woman, uh, LBGTQ. Sure. Uh, you know, and for a lot of people who don't plus. know. Yeah, I'm very confused. Yeah. If you could. So tell first, I just quick disclaimer. Right. I'm. Uh, I don't. I don't um, represent the, the trans community as a whole. Of course. Right? I can no, only speak that. to my own experience. However, right. yeah, so uh, the, the definition of transgender really is, is a person who, identi- who identifies with a different gender that they were assigned with at birth. So a transgender male, which is me, is somebody who was born a female at birth but has now transitioned into a man or is working towards that process. And so I'm considered a male mm-hmm. now, right? Some can't even tell if you look at me that I have even undergone that process. Um, and then transgender woman is somebody who was born male at birth and has now transitioned to a, to a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- there are other key players in the trans community, uh, of course, as well. Um, there's the non-binary community who um, don't exclusively identify with male or female. They're kind of on a spectrum in between, but yes. Um, I'll mostly, my story is, of course, mostly about being a transgender man. Right. So um, now this is not to be confused by being gay or lesbian. Correct. So gender, great question. This is super important. Um, so sexuality and sexual identity is more about who you're attracted to. Uh, being transgender is a completely different case, right? We're talking about gender identity and who how you feel you are and what gender that you represent. So you can be a transgender person and also be gay. You can be a transgender person and also be straight. I myself am a straight transgender man, so I'm, you know, attracted to women. Um, so it's it's two different. We're talking about two completely separate things. What what is the A plus in there? I mean, allies and plus, um, asexual and plus. There's a lot of ways that it that it can be spun. But. You know, I've even heard the story. A friend of mine, um, she ha- her friend had a baby, and they in the invitation they said we have we are welcoming it to the family because it mm-hmm. seems the the newborn doesn't know what uh, sex they would you know what what sexual orientation they're going to be later. Sure, sure, and and again, I think that's more of a gender spectrum when the when the parents decided to do that as opposed to what their sexual identity is um, because um, again like sexual identity is is about who you're attracted to rather than what you are mm-hmm. um, but yeah there are there are plenty of parents out there who do that for my own story right I've known since I was five or six years old that I was different and that I 
for for example, in fifth grade, the t- the teachers would separate us in recess by gender. The boys go here, the girls go here, and I would always go to the boys section, and they would correct me on it, and I didn't I didn't understand why because I oh. I just thought I was one of the guys, you right, know. Right. And so it wasn't until much later in life, in my early twenties, that I um, discovered the word transgender and that there were other people out there like me. So what I was doing prior to that point in time was living my life as a lesbian woman because I knew also from a young age that I was attracted to women. So that I thought that just meant I was a gay woman. But it was more, it was more than that for me. And for, for many others, it's more than just that. Mm-hmm. So I was never going to be satisfied and living my, my true full potential being a woman because nothing that I did really felt like it was myself doing mm. it. Well, if you were attracted to women mm-hmm. at that time, mm-hmm. uh, how could you differentiate between the attraction being um, uh, and, and that attraction as a lesbian and then and then thinking that maybe, you know, really that wasn't the, the real thing at all? Sure. It's because I would, you know, it, it, it was very hard. It's very hard. And and one, one thing that I noticed repeatedly was every time I walked past a mirror, I hated looking at myself. And this has nothing to do with what clothes I was wearing that day or my weight. I mean, I, I had this chest that I didn't feel like was mine. I had this long hair that I didn't feel like was mine. And I just, I wasn't presenting to the world how I felt on the inside. So none of it made sense. Going through puberty is already difficult for everybody, right? But when I was going through puberty... I I felt like I was becoming less and less and looking less and less how I felt on the inside. And so that added even more confusion. And once I I reached a point in my life where I was doing um I was doing well, you know, I had a great internship in France. Um I was living in in France. I had a girlfriend. I mean, all of these amazing things and it still it still wasn't enough because it didn't feel like it was me doing it. And so that's when I decided to really take a step a very scary step and tell my parents, hey, I'm supposed to be your son, not your daughter. I hope you can support me in that. I felt this way for years mm-hmm. and, I, and I really need to do this in order for me to ach- achieve my full happiness. What, what about uh, during that time, did you, if you didn't like your self-image that you saw in the mirror, did you ever hurt yourself? I mean, there were there were times where I was extremely suicidal, yes. And unfortunately, the transgender community especially deals with this on a daily basis. Again, I'm one of the lucky ones because when I came out and told my parents who had thought that I was just a lesbian daughter to them, hey, just kidding, I'm actually wanting to transition and become your son, you know, they supported me. It was difficult at first, and, and it still is at times, but they supported me. I the, the same cannot be said for the majority of the trans community. They get kicked out onto the streets. They lose their friends and family. They have no financial support. And so that also increases the suicide rate in mm. our community. I mean, it is, it's bad. And um, the more that we discuss these things openly and the more we talk about the transgender narrative, the more normalized it will become. So my hope is that, you know, the more that we share our stories, younger generations you know, can see that it will be okay. It's okay to be yourself and you can succeed and thrive. It's going to be difficult, but you can do it and you can make it through. 
So uh, you realized at a very young age that, you know, you are one of the boys and not one of the girls. Mm-hmm. Did you have to go through a surgical procedure or something to gradually transition from one gender to the other? Yeah, and it's it's a spectrum. So everyone is different. But for me, I had my top surgery almost exactly two years ago. And what that means is it's a reconstructive surgery where they remove the breast completely and they shape my chest to, to resemble pecs, you know, to a male chest. And so I have a giant scar that goes across my chest, but I wear it very proudly because that was probably the most important day of my life. Um, one, of, one of the most important days of my life. And I now can walk around shirtless and feel f- free. I've grown chest hair now, which is great. Wonderful. I have to keep counting them every day. There's more and more. I'm like, but also I'm Indian. So, you know, yeah. that helps too. Oh, yeah. It runs in the genes. So yeah. a lot of hormonal therapy. Too. Lots of hormonal therapy. I take two shots of testosterone every month. Mm. And um, what that has done, it, it has lowered my voice. It has uh, I've grown, you know, leg hair, chest hair. And um, I've, I've also seen some emotional effects from it, too. What's interesting is that I used, I'm a very emotional person, but um, it's a lot easier to control now. Like, I don't cry as often, so I think that was a result of the testosterone, which is just a very interesting side note. Um, and um, I've grown facial hair now. Right, I, so I, tell, me, tell me, that, that is, uh, how did your friends react to this? My friends were very supportive. The majority of them, at the most of my friends were living in Austin, Texas, a very liberal city. But mm-hmm. at the um, at at the time, they said, "Yeah." Some of them said, "Yeah, I had a feeling," or "Oh, that ju- that just makes sense. I've kind of always seen you as a guy. We're here to support you." Um, there were a few who 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 were uncomfortable with it and didn't didn't understand or want to give me a chance to help them understand. So they're no longer in my life, but the majority of people were very, very accepting. Uh, that's I, very I just wanted to see me Hassan. happy. You know, no, that's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, for all your surgery and therapy? Mm-hmm. Uh, what support did you get from your insurance company? Zero. And that's oh. a great question. We need more healthcare access as a transgender community all around the world, especially in America. Um, if you know. I was lucky because I, I did a GoFundMe and I raised some money, but then my family donated so much as a gift to me, which I'm eternally grateful for. That's, that's not how it goes down for most, most people in the trans community. They, they're usually on their own. So the surgery was, was roughly $15,000 out of pocket, and that's how much it costs. And for me, that's, that's really what I needed outwardly in order to feel more like how I did inside and grow more confidence. Um, but there's a lot of people waiting to get that, and they're just saving as much as money as they can while also experiencing discrimination in mm. the workplace until they can get to a point where they can do that. I'm very curious. Um, I don't know if it's an appropriate question to ask on public radio, but what about the private parts, the reproductive organs? Do, does any change happen over there? Right. Um, yes, and that that's called bottom surgery. I'm very open to talking about it because we discussed it beforehand. But for anyone who who's wanting to be an ally, just make sure that if you if you are having that conversation with someone because you you gen, genuinely want to learn more, just make sure you've been given like per- permission to ask that right that you know them well enough. And so, I personally haven't gotten that done yet. I would really like to. I think that I'm in no rush for that, 
And also the technology, the science, the medical science hasn't gotten to where it really needs to be yet. And they're risky surgeries. It's, it very is a very risky, risky yeah, surgery. Yeah. And it, you know, it doesn't look that great with where we are now. So I would, I would hope that in the next five to 10 years, I would be able to achieve that. But that's going to cost about $30,000 out of pocket. So, you know. Right. Well, you know, again, talking about money uh, for surgeries, uh, what happens when you become a different gender as far as insurance company goes. I mean, if you're working, you have to buy an ACA insurance or mm. some sort of insurance. Yeah. Is that a, a, a roadblock? It is. It is. There's a lot of road, roadblocks. For example, even if you want to get your name change done or if you want to start hormonal therapy, right? To, for, so for trans men, that's, that consists of getting testosterone shots. For trans women, that's, you know, uh, some sort of like estrogen shot. I, I don't know too much about it yet, but... And so in order for that process to even start, you have to have um, a letter from a psychiatrist confirming that you have gender dysphoria and that you suffer from gender dysphoria, which is also really expensive to get that therapy, right? So we, oh. we need more resources in order to help the trans community be able to afford that because those are, those are the systems that are in place. Uh, Hudson, uh are you active in the LGBTQA plus community? And do you know if there are other uh, people of Indian uh, heritage or background uh, that you've come across? So I actually personally haven't come across anyone in the trans community that's oh, okay. also Indian. However, I've been throwing my network out there so I can open more conversations with people yeah. from my community because I really care about my culture you know um but there are the good news is is that in india right now they've recently come out with hotlines um more catered to the trans community so there's um there's one called trans genie and there's one called queer rhythm so if if you or anyone that you know who's struggling with uh gender dysphoria needs help you can call that hotline mm -hmm. and it's it's great that we have that resource but we we definitely need more support and you're the uh, CEO of vampsystems.com. I'm curious, what is it? <laughs> Interesting name. Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I, I do a lot of short-term rentals and Airbnbs. Um, and, what, and I also do systems consulting. So VAMP Systems, it stands for Virtualization Automation Management and oh, Pro Proprietary Systems. Pretty neat. Quite an acronym. Yeah, you know, the name doesn't really matter. <laughs> What's in a name, huh? What's in a name? I, I like it, though. Yeah, yeah it's very it catchy. Yeah, plus I like to vamp up the homes and make them look very luxurious. And it's appropriate. So, yeah, you know, it works yeah, both ways. <laughs> Especially in Las Vegas. Yeah, so <laughs> you're... you're uh, you're, uh, we're going to be talking to you a little bit more after the commercial break too. Sure. But but I'm just trying to prepare people for the thought process. You know your your family uh, during this whole time that you were unhappy mm -hmm. in in your the sexual the sexual identity you had mm -hmm. the gender identity the gender identity mm -hmm. you had. Well, did you, how did that play out with your family? Did, I mean, was it a very tense time? Were you crying, moping? Were they able to help you at all? I mean, would yeah. they immediately uh, on your side? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And, and, and I do feel guilty about this still because I was just not very nice. I was just not a very nice person to be around. I hurt a lot of my family members, a lot of my friends. I was grouchy, depressed, you know. And it, it's because I was struggling on the inside, and that's not an excuse, but it did cause some issues, right? And and I think now that we've broken down that barrier, our family, my family specifically has been on this journey of 
growing healthier and closer together, which takes a lot of work, right? There's a lot of work that and forgiveness that goes into that. But yes, 100%, my parents were and still are so supportive. Um, you know, my dad gave me a watch two years ago at Christmas, right when I moved to Vegas, that said, on the back inscripted, it said, to my son. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he gave me this ohm necklace that all the men in our family get when they're, I think, three. And he gave me this two years ago as well as, as a way to welcome me in. My mom has taught me how to um, administer the testosterone shots because she's a nurse. She's been part of parent groups in the LGBTQ community. Amazing. Um, folks, we're talking to Hassan Sait, Hassan Martin Sait. We'll be back talking to him some more about uh, his voyage uh, and transitioning from being a female to a male. So don't go away. This is Indo American News Radio. We are here every Saturday bringing you. Great programming, don't you think? Yes, absolutely. And 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 right now in the we are in the middle of it. Right. uh, Yeah. This is a very very important topic to discuss. So don't go away. We'll be back, folks. Indo American News Radio. Indo American News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie reviews and local community roundup every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali, and I'm Pramod. Indo American News Radio. जो बड़ी मुश्किल से खेले, वो हीरे महाराजा में मिले। असली हीरों की कदर होती है जिधर महाराजा bringing diamonds to life Maharaja Diamonds stars from the sky shining beautifully on your fingers 5821 Hillcroft 713-784-5673 Embassy Suites two locations Energy Corridor and Katy on your stay come and relax in our indoor pool or host your meeting in style schedule a tour and check our beautiful state of art ballroom the perfect location for parties and weddings continental and south asian cooking in house outside catering also allowed embassy suites for bookings call anam shabbir 8323916259 Looking for fresh homemade spices? Chandrika Masala is the place. Chandrika Masala Retail Outlet at Factory Location, 13220 Morphy Road. Chandrika Masala, 100% homemade spices, atas and chutneys. 713-789-3088. Chandrikamasala.com. 713-789-3088. वो बरसों पुराना स्वाद यहाँ कहाँ? बरसों पुराना स्वाद? अरे भुजिया का? उसके लिए ऐरे गैरे नहीं, भुजिया के एक्सपर्ट्स चाहिए। बिकानो, इधर लाओ, इधर लाओ। तुम कह रहे थे वो स्वाद कहाँ? भुजिया मतलब बिकानो, जो बनती है बरसों पुरानी खास ओरिजिनल रेसिपी और बेस्ट क्वालिटी के इंग्रेडिएंट्स the only South Asian news radio in Texas. Indo-American News Radio. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Our studio number, 281-277-6874. Welcome back, everyone. We are here on Indo-American News with Hassan Set 
who is a transgender man and we have been talking to him for the last 20 minutes and finding out a lot of interesting information that I was clueless about at least, you know. And it's been such a pleasure talking to him. He's such a wonderful man. I was uh, reading an article today, Hassan, about uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, and she has a transgender female, a transgender woman. He was born Tom and now she is Ruby. And she was apologizing that, you know, the Ruby, uh, the Tom still slips out of her. So what was your uh, actual name at birth? Um, so, it, you know, it, it it's, uh, it's hard to talk about sometimes, but yes. I'm, I'm really proud because it ties into my culture. Uh -huh. right? So not everybody is comfortable answering that question because it's in the past. But right. So my Sorry if I have no, no, hurt okay. your... You no, know. not at okay. all. We, okay. we, yeah, we discussed it before, so okay. totally fine. Um, my, my birth name is what they call it, um, was Hasanti. Ah, yeah, so it, it was very easy it was transition. In, right? It wasn't that difficult. And I did that intentionally too because I wanted to keep, you know, I wanted to keep the base of it and make it hopefully easier for my family. Right. Because it, it is a it is a difficult transition for them too, right? Right. So you um I I had to remind myself, right? I had to remind myself that it's a learning process for them. They they don't mean anything by it. It's just habit, right? And they worked very hard to break that habit. And one, one thing that's really interesting that I wanted to mention is my dada, my grandpa, he was, he was actually the best about it in my family. As in he, quote unquote, slipped up mm -hmm. the least. He, it, it took him no time. Wow. Um, born and raised in India, you know, I mean, it was incredible. He, he, he never slipped and, up. And, you know, being of the older generation, you would... Yeah. Yeah. Expected the least from him and he was the most, you know, yes, yes. supportive. So. And my daddy was very, she still is very That's supportive wonderful. too. I actually have a quick quote from her. Sure. She came t from India to the U.S. in the 60s. And um, I was speaking with her recently and she said that as an Indian community, um, she hopes that, you know, we need to set the stage for our grand grandkids and our kids and for future generations to come so that they can lead more fulfilling and open lives than we were allowed. And that's what love is. That is so accepting. That's yeah. so, that's, yeah. that's that's so great. That's wonderful to hear. Yeah. Uh, now, um, as an Indian community, I know Pramod's already asked this question probably, but um, I, I know of a few people within our community who are gay or lesbian. Mm -hmm. but, and then I know of a few who seem to be on the borderline, but I've never come across someone who's taken the step Trans to transition. Mm -hmm. So that's a very brave step. I mean, did you not feel scared uh, during this whole process? Oh, I mean, did I you was not terrified. <laughs> you just told me you got assaulted a couple of times. Yes, yes. I've been assaulted twice and sent to the hospital and been beaten up, you know. Why? And, and who, 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 who how did that? That was mostly, those instances were mostly revolved around my using the men's restroom oh which is interesting because you know as you're looking at me now right if i were to walk into the women's restroom that would be problematic right no because nobody knows that i'm trans by looking at me right right and it's also it would be problematic for me internally it, it right. would be stressful that would be a, a sad moment for me to have to well, do that and that is what uh, our lieutenant governor has mm -hmm. yeah, his hat on bathroom. the bathroom bill yeah yeah yeah, very so, scary. Yeah, right. So and you got uh, assaulted a couple of times because of that, and mm. otherwise, were you scared through this whole process? I mean, that you this is this is groundbreaking stuff. The, you know, I was I was very scared of what my parents were gonna say. Um, 
I think everyone is naturally. And sure. I, I think too, especially in, cause my mom is American, but too, in, in, especially in Indian culture, I think there is this, this divide between parents uh, and, and the kids in some sense, because we strive so much to respect our elders. But I think sometimes it's easy to forget in Indian culture that we have to be honest and truthful about ourselves. And that doesn't take away any of the respect that we have for our elders. It's actually the opposite. We just want to appreciate the sacrifice that the sacrifices that they've yeah. made for us and yeah. take advantage of it so that we can be closer. Yeah. And I, even though I was telling myself this, I was still like, oh my God, they're going to kick me out of the house. They're not going to love me anymore. But I had to take that risk because I wasn't living of a life anymore. I've just felt lifeless. Yeah, Hassan, before we go, uh, go uh, tell us how we can support you. Do you have a website or, or a support system? I, so I don't currently have a website, but um, one thing, you, you can reach me. If anybody who is struggling or wants to learn more about how to be a better ally, you can reach me on Instagram or on Facebook. Um, my Instagram is H-A-U-S-D-H-A-S-A-N. And I'm more than happy to help help as much as I can. Um, and again, there's a lot of resources online, especially hotlines. So if you are struggling, and um, if you are struggling with your gender identity, please reach out because it's never worth it to to keep it in. And you should believe in yourself and really, really go for it and live the life that you want to live. And then, lastly, a one great resource for allies right now is um, with the Human Rights Campaign at at um, hrc.org and they actually have a checklist about how to be a good ally and the top two things on that checklist are very close to what we're doing right now which is engaging in more daily conversations about this topic and initiating conversations with your family to check in and make sure that everybody is and doing engaging well. the media to spread the word exactly yes w which we're very happy that we were able to do yes here. thank you very much for using your platform for this of course we, it was a pleasure having you here Thank you so uh, much. Hassan. And uh, we... Uh, yeah, it was uh, such a pleasure talking to you, Hassan. I mean, you... Uh, we learned a lot and yeah. then uh, we really... We're very proud of truly you. Truly want to support you. We commend you that you're so brave and you've come up and you you're know, talking about it. One last thing I would just love to say is that I'm so proud of, of in being in the Indian culture. I can feel the love in this room and the support in this room as well. I mean, the Indian culture lives and breathes in the in the heart and the soul of its people. And if we're cutting off the ability for part of a group of our people to live their full lives, then they won't be able to be as colorful and spread the beauty that resembles India and our culture, both inside and out. So I hope that everybody has learned at least a little bit from this and will now be a little bit more open and less nervous to engage in these conversations because we need all the support we can get. And in all Absolutely. these official forms now, they have all these boxes where you can pick right. all of these different choices. Yes, so that's well, progress. Yeah. Thank you once again, Hassan. We really enjoyed having you here and we learning about your voyage through this transitioning period and, and as you are now, a very handsome young man absolutely yes. i wow. totally agree right. ladies did you hear that that's great <laughs> <laughs> good luck to I you hope she's hearing. <laughs> and so we're going to be going on to our next guest very shortly uh in the meanwhile we're uh, just uh, station id here and we'll get we're going to play a little bit of music while we do that thank you
All right, we're back again, folks. This is once again Indo American News Radio, and we are here with our next guest. That was a very brief interlude, which uh, is the only way that we could go from <laughs> from one guest to the other without a commercial break. Uh, anyway, we are very delighted to have with us the next guest, and Sanchali is going to tell us all about him. Yeah, Gautam Swami. So, you know, um, the uh, current, uh, what should I say, climate situation is pretty... Uh, dire and uh, grim, I should say. So, Gautam Swami, is, uh, he's into the renewables industry. He has almost 14 years of professional experience in conventional and renewable energy projects. His educational background includes a bachelor's in uh, petroleum engineering, an MBA, and a master of management in energy. So, Gautam and his family are based in Houston and all the opinions that he will be expressing are all his own. This is a disclaimer. So welcome to our show, Gautam. We are very happy to have you on our show. And we'll be talking about all the climate changes that's going around in the world today. So Gautam is a subject matter expert as far as the Renewable renewables industry. go. Yeah. But when you have to deal with renewables, basically you're talking about it does solar, the climate. solar or wind right. or tidal or whatever, then you need to know why we're going that direction. Correct. And so he works with a very large oil company, oil, um, let's say, supply supply equipment, equipment company. You might want to come and, closer and to the mic, yeah. And so we are, okay. uh, we're going to tap mic. him for yeah. some of his experience in, in, in what policy uh, – changes should happen in order to take care of uh, how we can survive as a planet. So, Gotham, give us a little bit of background uh, that about, um, about what we're talking about here. Sure. Thank you for having me on the show. It's my distinct pleasure to be here with you today. Um, in a sense, we are trying to understand what causes to attribute climate change to an, on one hand, while simultaneously either stopping those processes and innovating so that we can sort of turn the clock back around. So it's a pretty big challenge, but the science and technology community is up to the job and uh, most of the science that we need to do has already been done. Now it's a matter of putting dollars and brains into actionable ideas. So quite a few years we've seen politicians also be involved in it, but now it's moved from politicians to policy. Right. So to give a little background, um, here's the the there's a news story that's been on the wires, and I think promote. Did you mention this already about the glacier? No, no. Okay, so there's the news story. Uh, a team of scientists is sailing to the place in the world that's the hardest to get to, so they can better figure out how much and how fast seas will rise because of global warming eating away to Antarctica's ice. 32 scientists on Thursday started a more than two-month mission aboard an American research ship to in investigate the crucial area where the massive but melting Twites, Twites Glacier faces the uh, Amundsen Amundsen Sea. That he was the explorer who right, first who reached discovered, uh, the pole. Uh, the and they may eventually lose large amounts of ice because of warm water that's flowing underneath the glacier. Right. The, the glacier is about the size of Florida. And it has gotten the, na the nickname the Doomsday Glacier because of how much ice is it has and how much seas could rise 
uh, when it melts more than two feet over hundreds of years. Right, mm. with all the flooding already going on. So yeah. some places like the Solomon Islands or Maldives, you know, would probably disappear if this happens. Yeah, that could happen. So, and then we've had fires in Australia, in the, in the West, Coast. West Coast. We've had fires in Europe. We've had flooding. We've had massive hurricanes, abnormal snowfall. So All we've of had a lot of climate change and some of it is man-made. Uh, I think all of it is man. No, not necessarily. <laughs> well, so, Gautam, well, tell us about your low-carbon technologies. So, just to pick up on the, the glacier example, uh, it takes a long time and a very high concentration of uh, CO2 equivalent gases, so greenhouse gases, to actually affect something like a giant carving event. Now, of course, over time, uh, emitting locations and impacted locations can be very, very far away. So it takes time to attribute the actual devolution of the environment in a place to a certain cause in uh, the industrial sector. But how much so, time do we have? Uh, I'm optimistic because we always out-innovate ourselves. So I'm not worried that much about time as I am worried about intent. Now once the intent is clear that this has to be reversed or at least stalled, then the real action can begin. So it's not impossible to turn things around if sufficient amount of money and uh, intent is behind a purpose. So I'm very optimistic that the science and technology community is able to uh, rise to the challenge as such. And Gautam, I think the energy industry is evolving and the watchword in the industry is now uh, energy transition and everybody's talking about it. Correct, correct. That's a very good term. It's, uh, it's about maintaining the same level of efficiencies and standards of living while reducing your carbon footprint. Right. So you mm. have to decarbonize sectors like uh, heating, electricity, steel production, uh, all metal production for that matter, cement production, road transportation. And, and, and reduce your dependence on fossil fuels. Absolutely. In, in, in the purest sense, yes, you have to reduce or curtail, but you also have the ability to scrub emissions. So mm -hmm. all technologies will work hand in hand and different parts of the world, different technologies will be more economically feasible. So we'll see a mixed bag of solutions country by country. Folks, we're talking to Gautam Swami. He's a subject matter expert on renewable energy uh, sources, and he's coming here to talk to us about how uh, we can reduce um, the possibility, if there's a possibility of doing that, of, of uh, a catastrophe, uh, ecological and climate catastrophe. So uh, we'll be back after these messages with them. And uh, don't go away. So this is Indo-American News Radio. We'll be back in um, about 30 seconds, sir. So don't a go away. A little more. <laughs> You're listening to Masala Radio, 107.5 KGLK, HD4, Lake Jackson, and 98.7 FM, K254BZ, Fairbanks. Masala. This is Sandhya Tucker, and yes, I just had full face and neck all therapy at Amerijuve. Truthfully, it was a little uncomfortable as the energy zapped in deep to reactivate my own collagen. But the results are amazing. Chin lifted and tightened. Fine lines and wrinkles disappearing. Dark spots definitely faded. I am so excited. Optimum results are yet to come after three to six months and will last for years. For your complimentary all therapy consult, call Amerijuve 713-960-6262. 
This is Sheriar. Come visit us at My Kolachi, Sugarland, and Dallas. Fusion of Pakistani and Indian cuisines. We specialize in kebabs and karais. If you ever have our Loki Kahalwa, I bet you will come back for more. Kolachi Fine Dining. Come visit the Sugarland location, 59 and Williams Trace, next to Home Depot. For catering, call 281-240-0786. The best Pakistani and Indian fusion in Houston. This is Sheriar. Yeah, Kolachi ki kahani. Give your home a whole new look for a whole lot less during Exclusive Furniture's New Year's event. Today, save 22% off living room and dining room furniture. 22% off bedrooms, save 22% off. Plus 22 months, no interest. New is good. 22% off plus 22 months, no interest is even better. Don't wait. Hurry to our New Year's sales event going on now. With seven locations or online at Exclusive Furniture, where low prices live. The only South Asian news radio in Texas. Indo-American Indo News radio. radio. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Our studio number, 281-277-6874. Hello everyone, we're back again this time with Gautam Swami who is the subject matter expert on renewable energy sources. Uh, Gautam, tell us what kind of renewable energy sources are there? Well, the two most common that most of us are familiar with would be solar energy and wind energy, primarily to produce electricity from. So if you want to displace a coal-fired power plant and have the same level of uh, capacity addition, then solar, of course, is uh, the primary option for many countries, especially in countries like India, the US, China to a large extent, Europe not as much. But then that's also balanced by the available wind resources, which is critical to establish a large wind energy industry. And of course, in most countries, you'll have both of them to some extent. So the times that of the day when wind is prevailing at sufficient intensity levels, you'll produce wind energy-based power and at the other times you can switch off and switch to solar power as well. Well, there's a company called Green Mountain Energy. Oh. And they, they claim that they produce all of their energy, their electricity on uh, from through uh, wind turbines. It's entirely possible. You'll have to see what time of the day they have the peak demand, where they are located and who can actually provide them with wind energy-based power 24-7. It depends on whether that's an industrial location or or an office, so uh, you'll have to study their demand patterns to actually sit down and see who can supply at the same pattern. And then now, in the last few years, we've also started talking about the battery storage solutions. So the smoothening of the supply curve over 24 hours every day can be achieved with the, in, with the inclusion of batteries to either solar or wind. And also natural gas can be a bridge, uh, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Natural gas is going to be around for quite some time. It is half the carbon emissions per unit of power produced compared to coal. But of course, even that might not be enough depending on what other sources of pollution and emissions exist in an economy. So over time, when that has to be dialed down, something else has to replace it. And it's a very tricky engineering and financial problem to achieve a, a like for like replacement. Do you see uh, solar and wind energy uh, as uh, sources of energy 
catching up or catching on in Texas because Texas is kind of behind. No, and Tex- Texas, actually, is Texas is very number large. one. Number wind, one in wind, wind energy wind production. Energy? Yeah. yeah. Okay, number I one. I don't see anything. No, it is. The Houston it's area. Well, you in, have to be in West Texas. Yeah, in West because Texas, in, in the Panhandle. California, when you're driving, you see a lot of those. You know, no, in the if you go to Amarillo, Lubbock. Panhandle okay, so area, that's huge. Northern Texas. Because there's a lot of wind in right, that right, over there. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. And what about... Um, solar also, solar. Texas is number one. It is? Yeah. Okay, yeah. all but right. There's a lot of wind coming out of Austin, too. But like for <laughs> electricity... <laughs> <laughs> but Wind and heat. say for instance like electricity powered cars there are not enough charging stations around the you know Houston metropolis is what absolutely. I've been told by you know friends who own such cars any comments on that oh absolutely so the principal term you want to think about is co-integration where two principles have to work well together they both become a virtuous cycle to support each other so the more advanced your green energy production abilities are the more your utility companies will be incentivized to install charging stations, the more automobile companies will produce EVs, the more third-party companies will actually be in the business of just selling you electricity. So if you look at companies like BP and Shell and maybe half a dozen other companies around the world, anybody who has a gas station location today is already evaluating the option to install EV charging infrastructure at the same location. And and with the infrastructure bill, there's a lot of money that's available now. Correct. Close to seven and a half billion was awarded just to this infrastructure um, idea. So uh, the rollout is going to be faster than expected. It's going to be bigger than expected. Wonderful. So, and just to uh, to clarify on Texas, we are number two in solar currently oh, behind okay. California, but within this decade, we'll be number one. Okay. And that's, wind, we are number that's one. That's real promising. So, so onshore wind, and uh, the East Coast has a lot of offshore wind as well. But like switching our houses to solar power, I've heard, you know, by the time you break even, it's like five years before you actually... Get well, that's not bad. Five savings. years isn't five bad. Five years is reasonable for it, such Yeah, things. before you see any right. savings. But if it's like my house, my house is covered by trees all over the place. So, so. there's no solar power. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So you you just have to create some wind. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes there's no dish TV either. Right, right, so. But no, but finance is a big deal here, right? right, right finance absolutely. is the key to making all this happen. Absolutely. So in the US, we have what's called the investment tax credit, where the government subsidizes in a way Roughly one-third of the capex incurred by developers, uh, that 30% figure is on a downward trajectory and it will phase out at some point and plateau at a certain level. Mm -hmm. But that is sufficient to entice bankable projects and bankable technologies to come into the market. Uh, In a lot of states, you may not have the demand, but you can definitely install sufficient capacity and then export across the country. So uh, electricity trading is going to be very important. More and more developers are building utility scale or grid connected. So non-distributed sources are getting bigger and bigger. Projects are getting bigger and bigger. So this is just the beginning. It's but that's what got Enron into trouble because they uh, were doing trading on, on uh, energy. Yeah, you have to trade energy. Every second of our existence, we're using electricity that may not have been produced close to us. So there are always plant shutdowns, adverse weather conditions, um, you name it, uh, things can go offline for longer than expected. So it's a very sophisticated system. It's very, very highly regulated state by state. Even interconnections between states are very highly regulated. So there's nothing scandalous per se about it. It's a very highly regulated industry. So even gasoline, the gasoline we burn here may not be produced from an oil field right here. It could have come from some other state and refined in a second state and then delivered to us. 
Right. So that brings me to the Arctic blast that uh, you know hit us last year, right. and you know what happened after right, that. Right. So, do you think anything has been done about it to rectify the situation so that we don't see that again? Because yes. weather conditions are so unpredictable unpre and so severe these days. Correct. That Correct. So, just to give you an analogy, that. 48 or 72 hour event was similar to let's say a 1 in 500 year sort of storm event Correct. or flood event. So of course your design envelope for any capacity you install will have a certain maximum and minimum um, assumed level of uh, impact on So can have those thresholds been increased? Yes, to a large extent the okay. right people have been asked to make the right changes. Most of it has been done. The last number I read was something like 88% or something about two weeks ago. But I don't think we'll have a blackout kind of scenario. There is always the option to pull power from other locations. Specifically for Texas, we are almost like an island. We don't really have too much by way of import and export, but we have a lot of capacity. That's the good thing. That's because of regulations, right? Or cut. Yeah. Or so, cut. So yeah. It's, it's more about market design than by regulation. So oh, okay. uh, the legacy vertical integration sort of model and then now the disintegration of that integrated model is a constant in motion kind of scenario. Oh, okay. But uh, it's not difficult to achieve complete independence. Okay. Uh, so in your analysis, you think uh, the deep freeze, uh, if it occurs again for an extended period of time, uh, it uh, the power systems uh, yes. generating capacity can handle it. Right, right. From what I've read, our court officials and even the utility company officials have gone on record and said, yes, we met the threshold required of us. If we are not considered a priority installation, we can actually say we are not a priority installation. But if you are considered one, then yes, you have to do the retrofits required. Oh, okay. And that process is more or less done. It's because not going to shut anybody's business down per se. Right. Because I've heard that Texas, the, the rigs or whatever, the, the electricity power lines, they are separate from the rest of the Correct. country, right? Correct. So, so our market design is what we would call an islanded sort of design. So we don't prefer... We can't borrow from anyone else. Except for two locations, El Paso yes. and some parts of, of East Texas down to Lufkin. Correct. So ERCOT is roughly 85% of our uh, population and there are small interconnections. And we don't share or borrow from anyone. No. We could technically do it, but the market and the regulation surrounding... And it, the politics. <laughs> I'll defer to the political experts on that, but uh, yes, the market design can always be tested, retested and changed. So, yeah. so uh, there, to change the subject, uh, Gautam, I heard that hydrogen could be another energy source. Correct. So Could you talk about that? Correct, correct. So it's called a vector where you take a man-made product from a process. So hydrogen is first created, then it can be transported and stored and used to fire a turbine. Oh, so, okay. so from a source of energy to hydrogen and then back to energy. That's the process we will have to see. And of course... Uh, to produce hydrogen, the costs are expected to fall by something like 60-70% in the coming decade. Europe has already invested in a lot In Germany, they're using right. it quite a bit. Right. So, yeah. that is, so is it basically from natural gas? Uh, you could you run what's called an electrolyzer to uh -huh. convert hydrogen and split it into, sorry, to split water, water. into oxygen and hydrogen. Okay. And then it's up to you how you use that hydrogen. I see. So the electrolyzer is roughly 80% of the cost of generating electricity. Uh, if you are in an area, let's say in Chile, you have giant uh, uh, solar projects mm -hmm. somewhere close to Texas also. We are hearing news of those electrolyzers being run by solar. Oh, so okay. then you'll go into what's called green hydrogen. If you use natural gas and produce something over there by a process called demethanation, yeah, then it's called blue hydrogen. Right. Oh. So oh. what do you have at hand that you can use 
to run your electrolyzer that will decide where in the spectrum you fall sure but green would probably be the best way of like recycling energy uh, right uh, best yes but uh, unfortunately energy uh, practicality and economics are very location dependent yeah and if you are in a place with a very good supply of wind and solar energy but no population you have no incentive to actually scale up one option compared to the other right. then you have to look at exporting something from your country to other countries so which is what has happened with the lng absolutely which coming out of the fracking process absolutely. they're going down to shenir down in port arthur um i think battery storage is one of the keys for this and battery storage is nowhere near uh in sophistication or or reduced economically to make up for this because we're talking about megawatts of, of power yeah have you come correct. across the tesla system correct, and correct, what do you think correct. of that so i've actually driven to it i haven't been able to look at it myself and uh-huh. uh, some of the companies involved in that the technologies involved in that are relatively easier now for the industry to sort of scale up but on the r&d side within the battery world there is a lot happening so i expect the scalability to be proven within the next 3 to 5 years and more and more cities will start allowing those projects to also get added to the city's procurement or the state's procurement mechanism so, so explain to our listeners why batteries are such an important part in any renewable system in a sense uh, most of us might have seen some sort of inverter based or ups based system for let's say one office or one laptop now expand that say 10000x and say you have to cover 100000 homes to give you say 4 to 6 hours depending on the battery technology of backup power to run everything in the house so that level of load is not easy to accomplish the physical footprint of a battery project will have to be enormous to be able to send out that much power at the time you want it right but the the reason for this is because you cannot depend on wind to be always there or yes. solar to be always there yes. so at the times when they're not there correct. for example at night time you store correct. the power that's generated correct you're charging and then discharging so even that is a cycle you have to live with and you'll actually have to take a portfolio approach and say okay i have so much gas so much wind so much solar so much battery can i reduce my dependence on gas by say 25% to begin with then 50% then 75% so over time you can add more capacity you can look at your actual uh, time series of demands and then supplies and more and more projects are being added so st- uh, stacking a power plant with a battery plant right next to it is now more and more feasible so yeah and uh, gautam uh, i've heard that there are lot lot of tax incentives these days for carbon <coughs> capture so Correct. that's going to be a big industry oh absolutely so carbon capture in terms of the science and r&d has been around for a good 25 30 years uh-huh. uh when the price or uh, tax like uh, european countries uh, and even canada have can can be estimated to be high enough that you are penalized and you are in danger of losing your project completely so bankruptcy risk in that sense then of course you have to spend money on r&d and drive the costs down and a lot of energy companies are actually putting money into it service companies are also evolving uh, the power industry is also looking at it so it will happen it's just a matter of time of uh, uh, and location as i said okay. not everything will be feasible in every country or every location so okay. your concentration of carbon will drive your economics and everything else will fall into place after that is achieved sure uh, in terms of uh, uh Uh, the traditional fossil fuel um, industry do you think because of the world demand uh, 
growing at, as it usually does after the COVID pandemic, uh, fossil fuels will still have a role to play, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. I think for the next 15 to 20 years, there shouldn't be an issue with having a, a, a combination of resources being used. Uh -huh. Now, um, all of us know the EV revolution is firmly underway in most parts of the world. Right. We can't estimate how big or how fast they will grow. Um, they also have constraints of rare earth minerals that go into batteries, that go into EVs. Uh, you need to understand the degradation of your battery. Can you substitute class 8 vehicles with electric vehicles? So there's a lot going on, but it's not uh, linear and it's not a one-size-fits-all solution oh, okay. environment right now. Oh, okay. But the trajectory is there. Sure. Um, so, well, you know, I mean, I think uh, the EV revolution, as you just mentioned, uh, uh, is, is going to help, but we're still going to be dependent on fossil fuels. We still need to have that buffer for maybe another 20 years or so when we can get everything transitioned, if we can at all. Correct. I mean, some places, you, some things will not be able to be transitioned at all. For example, aircraft, planes taking off and landing. Or, or just traveling that way, uh, it's it's impossible to put batteries in there because the weight is the biggest Correct. killer of, of flight. Correct. So uh, even heat in the specific case of batteries is an issue because you could have chemistry that lead to uh, simultaneous combustion. So you would yeah. have to look at those risks as well. Sure. So if you're willing to pay more and more per unit of sort of quote-unquote clean power, the number of solutions increases. Right. So it's up to the industry to say, okay, we'll put money into R&D. We'll look at what consumers are able to pay. Uh, not every consumer is able to pay the same level of uh, uh, price. So solar in the US would be as cheap as solar in India, but there are associated costs with actually having that stock of uh, equipment manufacturing happen in India. So yeah. things like that will also have to be looked sure. at. And, and Gautam, uh, one uh, uh, energy source uh, might be going away um, nuclear. Mm -hmm. Do you think that will happen? Oh. Because uh, Germany has already uh, yes. you know, disposed of its uh, nuclear assets. Right. Correct, correct. So On the other hand, France is nothing but nuclear. Yeah. Right, I think they're 72 or 75 percent nuclear. So uh, nuclear is always going to be like the uh, the unwanted third wheel in some situations until something very convincing comes in and says, yes, a uh, uh, country that has six months of very cold weather can kick that out of the portfolio. So things are moving, but again, there is so much politics involved. You, you've paid 20, 30, 50 billion for these facilities. Your consumers are getting cheap power. So why would you retire something before the yeah. end of its design life is the question. Well, Gautam, yeah. thank you so much for sharing all these uh, ideas with us. Uh, we've been talking to Gautam Swami about renewable energy. Uh, we are uh, indebted for you to come and explain this to us. Hopefully you can come back with some more information on other technologies that have been developed. My pleasure. Thank you for having me and I'll be happy to come back anytime you want. Me. Sure. Thank Thanks, you so Gautam. much. And Thank folks, you. this is Indo-American News Radio. We're going to be joined by our blogger from Mumbai. So don't go away. We'll be back after these messages. News Radio, India News, US News, World News, Movie Reviews, and Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. 
बरसों पुराना स्वाद यहाँ कहा बरसों पुराना स्वाद अरे भुजिया का उसके लिए एरे गहरे नहीं भुजिया के एक्सपर्ट्स चाहिए बिकानो इधर लाओ इधर लाओ तुम कह रहे थे वो स्वाद कहाँ भुजिया मतलब बिकानो जो बनती है बरसों पुरानी खास ओरिजिनल रेसिपी और बेस्ट क्वालिटी के इंग्रीडियंट ऐसी हमसे बेहतर भुजिया को जाने कौन बरसों ऐसी बिकानो डिस्ट्रीब्यूटेड बाई सुपीरियर ट्रेडिंग डालस एंड अवेलेबल इन ऑल लीडिंग स्टोर ऑफ टेक्सिस शेर हमारे गीत तुम्हारे प्रेजेंटेड बाय कारिया मैं क्या नाम दूं तुम्हें ख्वाब कहूं तो बिखर जाओगे दिल कहूं तो टूट जाओगे लो तुम्हारा नाम जिंदगी रख देता हूं मरने से पहले हमारा साथ छोड़ नहीं पाओगे तू मेरी जिंदगी management.com The only South Asian news radio in Texas. Indo-American News Radio every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM. Our studio number 281-277-6874. Welcome back listeners thank you for uh, coming back to us and uh, we had some interesting discussions yeah, today we hope you all are enjoying all our uh, you know speakers who have been talking about so many different topics we first and talked about kolkata yeah then uh, we talked to um, a transgender Hassan. yeah Hassan, gender transgender man. man that was a very enlightening discussion and then we talked then about the energy we had industry uh, gautam swami who talked about so many different renewable energy sources and you know how texas is uh, handling all the different sources so that was again very such in- a great variety informative for sure and now we will have our mumbai correspondent Avinash our regular Gavai. on our show <laughs> yeah who was uh, a wall last time yeah i don't know what happened so we'll have to give him a hard time <laughs> yeah we certainly will we will certainly he i know what happened but we'll get him to explain okay happened. all right so hopefully he's calling in because i just tried him 4 o'clock in the morning maybe he doesn't get a telephone line from bombay huh Mm, it's uh, possible these days it shouldn't be a problem and then bombay is seeing a lot of, a big huge rise in covid cases again yeah. so well we're back to square one you know right well yeah hopefully he's paid his telephone bill <laughs> <laughs> or his father has right. so you want to explain who our uh, avinash gavai is our mumbai correspondent and he used to be about 10 15 years ago in houston because his father was the council general uh shash there he is shashi gavai and here is uh, avinash but shashi gavai was the council general for about 4 years and then uh, uh, he was appointed uh, commissioner uh, in uh, canada oh so avinash moved over there for some time and then he went back to mumbai And, and we we used to we work na- with you guys for the newspaper right yeah right. you missed that part no That's yeah well we have him with us now hi avinash hi houston hi uh, hello yeah hello. yes yeah we can on. hear you avinash can you guys hear me yes yeah, yeah. the eagle has landed <laughs> avinash we Sorry, this, to give you a hard time about the last time around There's a bit of an echo Sanchali sorry can you guys hear me I can yeah you're can fine we, so keep going we're just going to have to silence Sanchali let's let's <laughs> do 
So, Avinash, you were AWOL last time. What happened to you? Oh, uh, that was, uh, I was at a Christmas party. Um, I told you. one of my friends who was there, uh, he had an epileptic seizure. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, so we had to drag him to the hospital that day, and it was very chaotic, and obviously we were very worried at that time, and, like, you know, uh, we didn't really know what was happening. We didn't know, like, we, we knew that, you know, he had that medical condition, but we didn't know what the trigger was at that point. And uh, at that point, like, you know, he was convulsing very violently on the floor. So, what's he doing now? Put a huge dampener on our... He's, he's, he's 100% now. He's okay. That's good. Yeah. And we so, presume that you were partying so hard that you were hungover and couldn't wake up. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't, no, the, hung, the hangover would have come many hours later. I, yeah. I would have still been up at that point. Oh, okay. good. It was a weekend too, right? Right. So, tell us, Avinash, how are things in Mumbai? Oh, getting, it's getting, uh, getting, it's like, well, I will put it this way. We're getting back into a deja vu mode. So yeah. it's, right. We're exactly the same place we were a year, a year ago. That's right. Uh, Is it worse now? Yeah, it's getting. Well, the cases are, you know, going up geometrically. Uh, where we had, we had, uh, we've like, we're averaging 20,000 cases a day again now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And these are all uh, like uh, Omicron cases or what? No, so like the Omicron, so like the sequence, like the, uh, the testing for that is taking a bit longer, but they're estimating it's about 30% of it. So, but it's definitely driving a lot of it. I mean, it's so much more infectious, right? Mm, it is. So th is there a lockdown situation or no? Yeah, well, today it was announced that they're going to be, it's, so it's not a full lockdown, but uh, there are a lot more uh, stringent restrictions that are going to be placed. There's going to be a night curfew. Uh, gyms, pools, uh, uh, salons are all going to be closed. What about theaters? Um, a lot of public places are going to be closed, like parks. Um, and and uh, as far as restaurants are concerned, everything will only operate at a 50% capacity and um, it'll shut down at, at 10 p.m. Oh, okay. Uh, what about theaters, uh, Avinash? So, so movie theaters uh, will be open. But only at fifty percent capacity. Oh, okay. Yeah. So have you been to a theater? And, and lately? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You say it again. Have you been to a movie theater lately? No, I have not been to a movie theater in two years, Sanjali. Okay. <laughs> Whereas Sanchali has yeah. been to a movie theater every well, day for you. No, years. no, I, I saw a couple of movies. I had to see eighty-three. Yes. Yeah, I it's, it's all been streaming for me, streaming and like downloading, and I—I've I, forgotten what the movie experience feels like. But like in an actual theater. But but you haven't forgotten the party scene because there—that's where your friend got sick. So there's a lot of parties going on in Bombay. Yeah, well, how about New Year's? That you, the one you told us was Christmas. What? No, so 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 Christmas. So my my last blowout was Christmas. I didn't do anything on New Year's, believe it or not. <laughs> that oh, scared wow. you off that incident. Y yeah, so uh, you know, and at that point things were getting things were getting a lot worse, right? Right. Like, you know, like the cases were rising, and then uh, you know there are a lot of breakthroughs as well. Even if you're back, 
uh, there's still a chance you might get it. So I think people are starting to, you know, err on the side of caution again. Uh, so I just thought, like, you know, like, uh, you know, and, and, and by that time, like, the authorities have said that, you know, there are not going to be any New Year's parties allowed at any bars or restaurants or et cetera. Right? There's a, there was a blanket ban on anything. Uh, and so, and, you know, the only thing you could really do was, like, house parties and, um, yeah, so I, I thought, like, yeah, we can just give this one a go. We've, I, I partied pretty hard throughout December, so, you know, one day. New Year's, New Year's Eve is overrated anyways, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so when you say curfew, yeah. you, there's a night curfew for people coming back from these parties? You have to be back by 9 o'clock or something? See, so the thing is, right, there's, there's a lot of gray areas, and, you know, they haven't really thought through what they actually mean when they put in these rules, right? So they're saying, um, on the one hand, they're saying that, okay, um, you know, certain places will be allowed at this point, but then if they're allowed, but then so if these places are allowed, then why aren't you allowed to step out uh, beyond after a certain hour, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 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 it doesn't really make any sense. Uh, so a lot of there's a lot of confusion as to what's being placed. So naturally... You know, and I know that, you know, in, in this time, like, you know, a lot of, the, you know, some of the bars have taken advantage of the confusion. And, you know, there's that whole thing about them paying off the cops to turn a blind eye so they can operate, like, 30 minutes extra, 45 minutes extra. Because, you know, these guys are suffering. So, you know, they want to earn as much uh, <clears throat> bang for their, for, you know, an extra, you know, a killer beer. Yeah, I sure. Uh Avinash, uh, what is the mood of the uh, people, uh, your friends, uh, maybe family? Uh, how are they feeling? Are they kind of sick of the whole affair? Or are they scared? <laughs> I don't think that the fear is there, uncle, anymore. I think it's just like, it's just complete fatigue and, um, uh, and like, you know, uh, sort of, you know, that inherent fatalism that that that's part of our Indian DNA. Yes. You know, a lot of people thought that, you know, people kind of, a lot of people did expect that, you know, they were saying that it's not going to be okay. You know, we, we we can expect something bad to happen again. And that actually came to fruition. Uh, and obviously it's not as bad as the second wave because, you know, even uh, like um, 85% of the cases so far are asymptomatic. Uh, so, you know, that, so it's, you know the rate of hospitalizations is a lot lower than it was in 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 like say March, April, May, and June of this year. Oh, last year, excuse me. But still, you know, people are still still want to be careful, and you know they they still you know it's, it's more confusion than fear. It's more. It's I would say it's like a combination of a little bit of fear. Had but a lot more frustration. Right. So, are there uh, any you know, uh, travel? Finally, going to end. Uh, Avinash, are there any uh, travel restrictions in place right now? Flying in and out of Mumbai, or traveling by train? Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, for for traveling in trains and like the local metro, you you need to be fully vaccinated. You even have to provide uh, verification to that effect. Like you have to show your uh, your you know your vaccination card on on your phone to the to the people. And uh, as far as you know, in flights uh, like domestic flights, like you need to get your uh, you, you need to get your test done before. And then you you know oftentimes like when you land you have you have to show that test again. And I think 
you know, it, it, the, uh, the uh, systems vary from city to city, but I think Bombay has been pretty, uh, uh, pretty severe on that, too. Yeah. And so, what about international travel, like uh, people coming in from outside the country? Yeah, I mean, uh, like before, uh, uh, when Omicron just started, like obviously the, the, um, there was a lot of restrictions put on on the southern African countries, you know, that's, you know, Omicron was considered to have been sourced from there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, right. like, and from, from that. But including, I mean, then again, it was also really vague because they also included New Zealand. When New Zealand hardly had any cases at that point. <coughs> and that controlled it. But they didn't have any controls in place for the UK and where Omicron is completely going out of control. Uh, again, uh, like, no consistency in their policies. Right. Uh, so, Avinash, tell me something. Um, now that yeah. this has gone through uh, the course over two years in India, are there a lot of businesses, small businesses, that have gone under? Oh, hell yeah. Like, you know, like, you know, you, you have to feel for, for the little guy here. You know, the guys who, <coughs> whether it's the street vendors or, you know, the guys who are running the restaurant business. I have so many friends in uh, in. Uh, who work in the restaurant business, like, you know, who've, who've gone under. Like, you know, they've, they've had to either lay off uh, most of their staff, and, you know, and they're, they're not even able, able to break even if they're new businesses now. Has the government stepped in so at all to help, job. like they have in no. the U.S.? No. You know, you don't really have that thing about, you know, like, um, I think they're putting into uh, motion some more, uh, you know, like, um, protocols and, and um, proposals to that effect, but nothing like majorly serious right now to help like you know, um, small businesses. Mm-hmm. I just saw which this is, posting. Which, which, is why, which is why, sorry, just, uh, let me just finish this, which is why a lot of businesses are so anti any more restrictions taking place. <laughs> because they've already gone through that already, right? It hurts their bottom line big time. Yeah, and I think the same thing is happening in Houston and um, the United States. People are really tired of uh, restrictions, wearing masks, and uh, uh, but still, you know, how do you get rid of the COVID without all these steps? You know, there's yeah, a I good. Mean, like the, uh, the, the the I think the new wisdom is that you know now we just kind of have to live with it, right? Like you know who. Well, after Omicron, it'll be some other, you know, the, the next letter in the Greek alphabet, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. There's already one in France. When the, when the There's already one in France. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right, yeah. That's not supposed to be very serious, though, from what I've... But it fact, came from Northern Africa with African uh, immigrants crossing over the Mediterranean. So mm-hmm. they've isolated it to North okay. Africa. So uh, once again, we're oh. going to have another variant to deal with. One good initiative by ISKCON Juhu. ISKCON is this International Society for Krishna Consciousness. They are home delivering free lunch to COVID-positive quarantined family. And the service is being offered in Juhu, Varsova, Andheri West, Villapalle West, and that's Santa my, Cruz that's West. That's the area I live in. should. you want the number? I'll forward this to you, Avinash. Yeah. Sure. No, no, but he. They have a WhatsApp number too. Yeah, I yeah. can hear Avinash coughing a little bit. Yes, I do. Avinash, you're coughing. We understand that you are. You possibility. You being probably need this free lunch <laughs> delivered to you. He's getting ready to ask for free lunch. 
I'm, I'm healthy and good. I've, I've somehow mercifully avoided any uh, any you know major illness over the past two years. Well, that's good. Good. No, no, we just want you to be that way, remain that way, strong and robust. Thank so, uh, you, thank uh, you, Avinash. So you, the the businesses, some businesses have gone under, some restaurants have gone under. The government has not given any stimulus, though so both the for businesses as well as for people who might have suffered for, because they got unemployed. So, I mean, the the misery is all over the place. I know real estate prices have gone, fallen through the floor. Developers can't sell their apartments. I guess all of that is going yeah. on, right? Of course, yeah, absolutely, man. You know, there was, you know, a bit, uh, there was a bit of an upshot uh, in that, like you know, like uh, towards towards the end of last year. But now with these new restrictions coming in, you know, there's that fear that things might, like you know, start start um, coming down again. And of course, you know, the, you know, like stock markets have had like you know ups and downs. But the stock market is not really a reflection of what the what the uh, the economy is, right? <laughs> That's the way it is in the U.S. and Europe as well. That's all based on speculation and what people's emotions are like. It doesn't. It's not really. Uh, uh, it's not really founded on you know the actual material conditions on the ground. Yeah, that's true. Uh, how yeah. are the uh, supplies like food and so forth? Uh, are the groceries and everything yeah, that, easily that's available? That's, that's fine. The, we've had, we haven't had any uh, supply side uh, issues here at all. Uh, as far as all that's concerned, everything is good. Oh, okay, that's great. Unlike unlike what we did, like uh, when you know when there was a supply side issue about a year ago, and then like you know even you know, basic fruits and vegetables, the prices had you know skyrocketed. Right. Well, one of the nice one of the nice connections we have with Houston or India has with Houston now is the new vaccine that Dr. Peter Hotas uh, has, has oh, helped yeah. develop. It's going to be um, be freely available in India. Yeah. Which, what's the name of that vaccine? Which which one is this? Dr. Peter Hotez, H-O-T-E-Z, is the the developer, the researcher at the Baylor College of Medicine. Yeah. And, and, and he developed okay. it. Yeah, uh, and it's going to be and manufactured in India, it. but I don't remember the name. So, But if you Google it, I'm sure you'll find it. Ah, uh, wait, wait, okay. So this is what uh, what the Serum Institute uh, in Pune is manufacturing, right? Uh, right, correct. And it's right. not an mRNA vaccine, but it's... Uh, Right. Uh, cheaper, uh, more stable, and it's being designed uh, particularly for developing countries. And it, it will be right. uh, uh, manufactured in India and uh, distributed the within the country mm-hmm. and also abroad in Africa and Asia. It's called Corbevax, C-O-R-B-E-V-A-X. Oh, okay, yes, good yes, to know. Of course, of course, yes, yeah, now, yeah, and now, like, now that you've now, now that, uh, she's mentioned the name, yeah, now it rings a bell. Uh, Avinash, we've got to go. We've got to go to our next uh, segment, but we appreciate you calling, getting up at 4 a.m. in the morning to give us a live report, folks. You yeah. will not find this anywhere else exactly. on radio in Houston. It's Exclusive. My, it's, my, it's my great pleasure. It's my great pleasure as always, and I'll... I want to wish all three of you uh, uh, and you know, all your listeners a very happy year. Hopefully, it'll be better than what we've <coughs> gone through for the past two years. Hopefully, you know, like I always say that uh, 
you know, things are going to happen in three, you know, but let's talk, let's hope that, you know, the third thing doesn't happen with all of us this time. Thank you so That's much, Avinash. You take, take care, care of yourself. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks for having me, guys. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. हीरे को परखने में वक्त लगता है और जिस हीरे पर महाराजा की नजर पड़ती है वो जिंदगी भर चमकता है कस्टम वेडिंग ज्वेलरी फॉर द वन यू लव महाराजा ब्रिंगिंग डायमंड्स टू लाइफ 5821 at Discount Power, we care for our customers by offering affordable electricity to fit your lifestyle. Just because it's an essential doesn't mean it needs to be expensive. That means more money to do more of the things you want. Discount Power. Why pay more for electricity? Visit DiscountPowerTX.com and sign up now. PUCT number 10177. The only South Asian news radio in Texas. Indo-American News Radio. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Our studio number, 281-277-6874. You know, as I was saying earlier, uh, nowhere else on the Houston, the radio dial in Houston will you find a live commentary like this coming from Bombay. Correct. And, you know, if you like this kind of programming, guys, you have to keep on supporting us. And that's not an idle uh, threat because I will, of course, <laughs> hunt <laughs> you, you have, down. <laughs> Jawar has his velvet glove uh, ready to make the idle threat a real threat. <laughs> <laughs> But, folks, we're now at the last uh, 20 minutes of our show, and we're going to be talking about what else? Cricket and movies and... Yeah, oh, and you are going to do giveaways. Yes. And I, I have a giveaway. Yes, I do yeah. have a giveaway. Thank you for reminding me, Sanjali. This is uh, two free coupons for, uh, for Wendy's combo meal, uh, courtesy of Ricky Oberoi of Oberoi Enterprises. Ricky ha- has several franchises for Wendy's. So I have two free coupons, guys. You All you have to do is call me and answer this very simple question, which I know you can even Google, but I'm not asking. We, it is, what, first uh, what, is, what is the name of Wendy's signature frozen drink? What is the name of Wendy's signature frozen drink? So you, you have to call me at 281-277-6874, and there's two free coupons there. So, uh, anyone who calls, I'll take the first caller. So That's right. good. Uh, let's talk about uh, cricket. Uh, were you able to watch any of the I South Africa-India <laughs> match? You lost as interest. As soon as I realized that India is going to lose, I lost interest. <laughs> well, they had a chance. Uh, right. You know, uh, South Africa what, had what to score 240. What is the most depressing is that none of the matches are lasting five days. They yeah. get over in like three and a half days, you know? you know. Because the fourth day, it was washed out for the two sessions. Yeah. And there was just one Still, session. you had one whole day left yeah i know yeah so it's amazing uh i don't know if it's the effect of odis or t20s people are not as patient exactly what i was thinking as rahul dravid used to be yeah uh, lakshman those people used to bat for a whole day yeah so that's not happening but it's good that we have a result 
Unfortunately, this time the result didn't go our way. Yes. And especially because the Dean Elgar, he yes. was amazing. The amazing He's, captain's knock. Yeah, he uh, <coughs> did 96 not out. And our bowlers were tremendously frustrated. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I feel for the bowlers and fielders when it's a lost cause, right. but they still have to be there. They're really earning their keep at that time. I know, but it is the bowler's job to take wickets. But, I know. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's not like as easy. It's like that one-day match where we couldn't even take a single wicket, you know. <laughs> That's you true. You remember the, the yeah, debacle. Yeah, in the World Cup. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the third test is coming up Tuesday at 2.30 a.m. And where is this one going to be played? Uh I think it's Cape Town. Cape Town, that's right. I'm hoping it'll go India's way this time. Yeah, uh, there's always a good chance. Do you chance. think Kohli is going to lead this? Yeah, time? he's he's okay. coming his back. His muscle uh, back ache or whatever has yeah, resolved. The, okay, he's recovered from it, and then they're considering Ishan Sharma to come back as a. Who bowler. is he going to replace? Because they've all been bowling really well. Yeah. Uh, well, not the last inning. <laughs> I know, but I mean, who would you replace? Tell me. Yeah, Shardul is doing, maybe Siraj, that's yeah, the only one I can he, think of. Uh, seemed to, uh, to have a hamstring injury. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. then it makes sense. Yeah. Because uh, Shardul Thakur and Bumrah and uh, all are yeah, they're irreplaceable. All yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's hope uh, something good happens in the third test. Shami is also, you know, doing yeah. very well. So. And then, uh, you know, the Texans, they're finally wrapping up their season. Yeah, I they're, heard you on the news r- roundup. They're 4-12. and 12. And then they just have one game. Today. Uh, it has a mean, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay. They're playing at noon tomorrow. Okay. And the game has meaning for the Tennessee Titans, the old Houston Oilers. Oh. They can secure a uh, home field advantage if they win. But we can play the spoiler. Uh, we didn't do as good a job as being a spoiler when we played the 49ers last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's hope uh, we can do something. Yeah, that would be so wonderful. Yeah, so let's uh, switch to movies. Movies, yeah. Tell me what you watch. Uh, actually, I watched uh, finally uh, because it was streaming uh, India Sweets and Spices. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a very... Cute uh, movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we may not agree with all the stereotypes of uh, the Indo-Americans that they have portrayed in the uh, movie. Which part don't you agree with? Yeah, uh, you know, the uh, every week is a party. Come on, <laughs> promote you yes. of all people. <laughs> it, you it, party it, the most of the three of us, it, it, <laughs> right, Jawar? It, I know, don't, I mean, don't, this don't is, you agree, Jawar? <laughs> this is the I'm scared, I'm positive guy. Yeah. It hit close to home. That, That's why say. I had to ask, like, which part didn't you agree with? I thought it. Absolutely was a, you know, <laughs> prototype of what happens here. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So, good movie. Good and, movie. Uh, I liked it. And then you saw Aranyak, right? Yeah, that I saw actually two or three weeks back. I binge watched and watched the whole series. It's a thriller series and I, I liked it very much and it's got a very good rating. It stars yeah. Ravina Tendon. It's like a comeback for her because I sure. haven't seen her in movies in a long yeah, time. Yeah, in a long time. And, and I think that uh, was it a has clever a Bengali movie. actor, Parambroto Chatterjee, who I know very well. I mean, in the sense I've met him here in Houston, but yeah. uh, he's a well-known uh, star in Bengal. So, but coming up, there are some uh, uh, good ones coming up. Yeah, one of them is Gehraya, mm-hmm. and it's on Amazon Prime. It will be streaming on January twenty fifth, and okay. it starts Deepika Padukone, 
and it has some interesting actors like Ananya Pandey. Mm. Uh, she was involved with uh, Shah Rukh Khan. Oh, she really? was called. Uh, oh, because she was on be that a cruise ship yeah, with them. Yeah, I think so. Okay, okay. And uh, and then Nasiruddin Shah also has a role, and this is a Karan Johar backed film, so it might be interesting. At least the sets will be well decorated. Do you know what it's about? Any idea? Uh, I'm not sure. You're saying it's a relationship drama. Yeah, it okay. revolves around two couples, Deepika and Dharya, and Ananya and Siddhant. Oh, who okay. share a complex relationship that's all they say hmm. so we're not sure what's going on there we saw But, siddhant in uh, which movie recently hmm? siddhant was in a movie recently oh, another that movie. we watched yeah oh, okay another movie that will be streaming on z5 is called uh, uh, kon banegi kon banegi shikharwati hmm. and it actually starts nasiruddin shah and who uh, you know he is supposedly a major landlord and he wants to give away uh, actually he has a castle uh, or a he fort he has a castle yeah a fort called shikharwati mm. and then uh, he has three daughters and they're supposed to inherit the throne of shikharwati four daughters four mm-hmm. oh okay Three, four. What difference does it make? <laughs> But anyway, we'll be looking yeah. forward to it. But if you want to see uh, something this week, and it's th- it's a comedy because he's beating the girls against each other ah, in different sports. It should be interesting. <laughs> so it stars Lara Dutta, Sohali Khan, Kritika Kamra, and Anya Singh. Uh, but uh, according to reviewers uh, in indian express it's a very bad movie oh then no oh, good <laughs> hey what about that movie that we talked yeah, about yeah so i'm, I'm Chand- going to tell Chandigarh you about those so th- these are available you can stream these right now one is pushpa the rise and then is uh, it's chandigarh it's become very popular right yeah pushpa the it was i think it's still showing at the theater uh-huh. uh, because it's been dubbed in three different languages hindi right. tamil and uh, telugu or something like that and uh, chandigarh kare aashiki is available on netflix and you should definitely watch it mm-hmm. what is it about jawahar uh, it's about transgender yeah and we just discussed that topic today right and uh, there is also there is one more that you can watch Uh, which is really a very uh, bold kind of jail. movie to make in jail. india jail that's yeah, uh, also on is. amazon but uh, um, you know aishman is known for uh, making movies on touchy subjects did he actually produce the movie uh, no he he starred in it right right but yeah, i'm not sure if he <coughs> produced it but he he's actually a, a very well built in the in the movie itself because right. he has a gym etc yes et he had to go work out yeah you know yeah. remember his movie bala Uh, yes about uh, baldness Bald, yeah and then uh, the one with where his parents get pregnant at a old age right exactly so he does interesting roles should they see romance something yeah, like that yeah yeah that's right ayushman khurana so and uh, the and then the he the very first movie the uh, where he's the sperm donor wiki donor <laughs> oh, yeah. so he started off you know on that note and then he was a very controversial police uh, inspector in one of these so uh, yeah ayushman kurana does so he chooses these roles but yes, the director and the producer beat. who who produced these 
they're taking a big chance that it will work. Uh, certainly. Yeah. And yeah. then the movie in Lucknow where with Amitabh Bachchan. Yeah. All of the roles are very uh, unique. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. He's so, truly an actor. Absolutely. A yeah. character actor. And he was on Kapil... Sharma. Sharma's program. I'm so glad you didn't say Dev. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, we're, we're going to be running out of time fairly shortly, but we want to talk about one of our favorite actors. Sidney Poitier, we miss you. We miss you, we miss you. Sidney Poitier died yesterday at the age of 94. Thursday. 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 Thursday Day before at the age of 94. He, his, um, uh, I did not know this, but he was granted a knighthood by Queen Elizabeth in 1974. He was yes, also given sir. the Presidential Medal of Honor. by Right, and he Barack. was the Bohemian ambassador to Japan from 1997 to 2007. Can you because believe it? Because originally his parents were in the Bahamas, Bahamas. and then right, they sent him to Miami. No, no, no. He was born February 20th, 1927 in, in Miami. Yeah. But his parents were from the Bahamas. Correct. They were they, visiting. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they intended to have a U.S. Uh, citizen. Quite well, possible. <laughs> according to what I'm reading, the family would travel to Miami to sell tomatoes and other produce. Oh, right. Okay. He was a tomato farmer. That's right. His father, father also worked as a cab driver in Nassau, okay. Bahamas. Mm. So I take that back. My well, he was born unexpectedly in Miami while his parents were visiting. Uh-huh. His, unexpectedly. His birth was two months premature. He was not expected to survive, but his parents right, remained in Miami right. for three correct, months to correct. nurse him. So he grew up in the Bahamas, then a British crown colony, and owing to this... His unplanned birth in the U.S., he was automatically entitled to U.S. citizenship. Right. Yes. Yeah. So he He's made the first black person to win uh, an Oscar. Bla- right. uh, first black actor. And you know, for for our generation, we really identify with the uh, the kind of acting and the that he did. That he, uh, the actor that he was. He was Sydney such Poitier. a legal actor. Right. Yes. Yeah. You remember the movie, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? Yes. Right. And then I think my it was uh, Catherine Hepburn was a mother. Mm-hmm. And I think the girl uh, was Catherine Ross. Right, Catherine Ross. And the, uh, the dad, I don't remember now. But also there was another movie, uh, To Serve with Love. Yes, yes that was yeah. my favorite. The, the father was Spencer Tracy. Spencer Tracy, yeah, right. Yeah. To Serve with Love came out, and, and we're going to actually close our, our set out with, a, with playing with that song, uh, playing that song, rather, To Serve with Love by Lulu, the British uh, yeah. singer Lulu. And uh, then there was another movie called They, they Call Me Mr. Tibbs. You remember? Yes, yeah, that he was, was yeah. known as, that line was... You know, they call yeah, him Mr. And, Tibbs. Uh, what about In the Heat of the Night? In the Heat then? of the Night. I right. think that Rod was Steiger. the character he played in. No, no, there no, was no. two separate this movies. This was a more right. serious movie of Southern uh, So uh, they racism. call me Mr. Tibbs. As he's a police inspector, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Tibbs he, is the... He also played uh, in Porgy and Bess on stage. Yes. A Raisin in the Sun, A Patch of Blue, and guess, uh, and in, in, in the Heat of the Night, you're right. Um, and on and on. I mean, he was bestowed with so many honors. It just—it's uh, sad to see him go. But so, uh, guess what? Mr. Tibbs is the character in the Heat of the Night as well. And the oh, sequel okay. to that was they call me Mr. Tibbs. Oh, uh, I see. Uh, so I was right. Okay. okay. So we should never question our movie <laughs> prima donna. <laughs> movie prima donna. I looked it up real quick. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I was watching <laughs> clips of his interviews and they were saying, he was saying that there is a p- black police inspector in every city in the U.S., but they were never portrayed in, uh, char- as a character oh, in any okay. 
So this was the first run. Right. Yeah. Well, and then, so we're going to close out our uh, segment, this segment and the show. Show. With the, by playing song. the long, the song. Uh, to serve, to serve with love. love. And for, <laughs> every, from me, for everybody, we're really happy to be here with you. But and tune in next Saturday. We will have Renu Segal calling in. She'll be doing some predictions. Okay. And if you have any, any questions that you want to post, you can send them to us at IndoAmericanNews at Yahoo.com. And we'll be happy to, to, to take them up with her. But that way you'll be able to get your answers. Yeah, she's so, an astrologer and she predicts your future based on your birth date. Right. So yeah. this is Jawar saying adios. Signing off. Yeah.